Welcome to the podcast, the special event studio, COVID Conversations. My name is Scott North. I am the sales manager for TO Live. TO Live manages the three City of Toronto theaters, Meridian Hall in the St. Lawrence Centre downtown and Meridian Arts Centre uptown. My responsibility is to get private, non-ticketed special events into all three venues. We were about to launch the special event studio podcast when COVID-19 hit. Because we are now living in a different world, we want to get some perspective from my colleagues in the event industry and how they are managing. Welcome to the podcast, the special event studio, COVID Conversations. Just before we get to our guest for today's podcast, just want to make sure everybody knows who's involved with this. William Cook is our producer of the podcast. Will, how are you doing today? I'm great, Scott. Doing great. And, and, and uh, you're, you're quarantined at home and everything's going okay? Yep, at home in the apartment. Have been for, what, oh, two, mo- two months now? Has it been two months? Yeah, time is a bit of a blur. So, so Will is our social media specialist at TO Live on, on from a regular basis. Um, we were going to start this before, but uh, this has kind of uh, pushed us along. We've started it now, and Will is the podcast producer, takes care of all the tech stuff. Uh, Will, how are you liking that job? Uh, it's you know what it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's not. Um, you know, we get to interview a lot of interesting people and, and for a young person like myself, fresh in the field of uh, private events and and all that, it's good to hear from these kind of people and then what their perspective is on everything uh, during this time. You know, there's, you know, a lot of different industries are affected by this. I mean, I mean everyone's kind of affected by it, but it's kind of interesting to get that, you know, perspective uh, from an industry that, you know, most people might not be considering right now or or don't think about on a regular basis. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to, to be a part of this in some way, even if it's just the guy that presses the button and makes sure all those buttons are working. Well, you, your value is immense, Will, and that's a perfect segue into our next guest. Jonathan Fruitman is the Director, Online Marketing at Event Source. Jonathan Fruitman, welcome to the Special Events Studio Podcast. Yeah, thanks for John, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Good to have you aboard. I know it took us a little while to get you because you are so sought after out there. But, yes, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> here, here you are now with us. Great to have you. So how, how are you making out, John? We're, we're, uh, we're at the end of 13 weeks into this uh, COVID crisis. And, and uh, how, how are things going with you and your oh, family? 13 weeks. I, I have no concept of time anymore. And, uh, yeah, at this point... Uh, uh, every, yeah, everything's great at home. Everything's, uh, you know, everyone's kind of just adjusting to to this uh, this new normal, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really surreal, and it kind of gets it takes on a kind of different feel every week for me. But uh, yeah, exactly, uh, John, Event Source, tell tell us tell us about Event Source. What is that? So our we're basically an event planning website. So from the consumer side, people are coming to us. They're looking to plan any type of event, wedding, corporate, social. Our job is to help connect them with the vendors they're looking for. So venues, caterers, event planners, linen providers, you you name it. And uh, yeah, we basically put, put the consumer in touch with the vendor. And our job is ultimately to generate sales leads uh, for, for you know just about every vendor in the city. 
you, you've uh, you've built up quite a, a web platform, that's for sure. And I'll, I, I, I certainly have no issues endorsing the website. We've been with you uh, when it was Sony Center for 10 years. And, and uh, when we took over, Sony Center is now Meridian Hall. Then we took over St. Lawrence Center and the Toronto Center for Arts. And the Toronto Center for Arts is now Meridian Arts Center. We have all three websites on the platform. And we get hundreds of uh, uh, leads from Event Source every year. So uh, thanks for that, John. Awesome. That's great uh, to hear. Thanks. Now, like you, you do, you, you literally have everything, every type of vendor there. And I've done some experimenting. Um, a, a question I have for you, like pretty much everything you type in that's related to event planning events and whatnot, you event source always comes up top of the, you know, above the fold on the first page. How the heck do you do that? <laughs> that is a, uh, that's likely a subject for an entirely separate podcast, but, uh, uh, you know, the important things are, you know, in the old days, it used to be focusing on keywords and, uh, you know, meta descriptions and things of that nature. And of course, Google's uh, gotten a lot more smart and, and they sort of look at it the way a client would look at it. So really, when we build our pages, our articles, our everything, we're always doing it with a with a user focus. And that's what ultimately leads to to those results. Okay, that's that's nice, nicely put in a nutshell, John. I'll tell you what. Down the road, when we get through this, we're gonna, you know, we're continuing on this podcast. We'll have one, and we'll talk about that. Oh, we'll I, I promise you, I, I know a whole lot more about that than I do COVID nineteen. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, then that's that's a plan. So, okay. So prior to COVID, then, John, what what kind of things uh, you and in, in your role were you doing before? So, like, like, what would you would you be greet, you're meeting and greeting uh, clients that you have on your website, that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's right. So, so there's there's the client aspect, there's the the internal management aspect as well, um, and so much of that uh, has not changed pre and post COVID. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'd say these days uh, I'm I'm. You know, obviously the conversations are very different with clients and I'm spending a good portion, you know, connecting with clients about, you know, what's going on, which of course uh, shifts week to week, like you said earlier. And um, and at, at this point, we're, we're really starting to focus our conversations on, you know, industry recovery plans, which I think is a, a step in the right direction for sure. And so before and now you you you're typical day then is spend a lot of time just communicating in one form or another with with clients uh yeah absolutely okay and so now how how about uh other the other staff that uh run this come together to run this company is yeah. everybody still working so we've got we've we've retained a good portion of our staff so on you know the admin side on the communication side that's obviously super important right now uh, creating content for you know those who have events who have been affected by COVID, uh, and obviously there's the you know the never-ending admin, and then uh, on our team of course we've got a lot of uh, developers you know constantly working constantly improving the site, and you know we made a decision to stick with it rather than rather than you know halt things and pause developments and uh, uh, so so yeah that's they're they're still Still, still pretty active uh, behind the scenes. 
John, so you you said you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of the the topics of your conversation with your clients these days is now turning turned into recovery, and then I, I certainly understand that from To Live, that's the kind of things that we're doing. But what what kind of conversations are you having, and and, and uh, you know, how what are how are people feeling? So yeah, as far as recovery goes, we've got both the you know short term recovery and long term recovery. Short term is a little bit of a moving target. So we need to see how people and, you know, and the government respond to the openings. And so if the industry learns that people are cool with, say, you know, smaller meetings or micro weddings or just, just events smaller in nature, I think this is something that the industry can begin offering. Um, and then, of course, as people's confidence continues to grow with respect to attending events, my expectation is that this will translate into you know, people feeling more confident about, about hosting events as well. So in other words, the more events we have, the more events we'll have. Yeah, and, okay. And that's for the short now, term. And then, and then of course, oh, for, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. And so, so um, I, one, one thing I thought just occurred to me is that your clients are all over the place, right? You're like, like, do you have clients in London, let's say? Ontario? The site focuses, so we do have vendors outside the GTA. Um, so, for example, Niagara-on-the-Lake or Prince Edward County. But for the most part, the site focuses on Toronto GTA. Okay. Okay. So I, what I was getting at is do you have clients that are that might be able to, like, in London, uh, a buddy of mine's going down there today, and, and uh, he's going to be on a patio this afternoon. Right. Um, so... And it doesn't matter with just what I'm getting at is with your clients, like uh, uh, what kind of kind of planning are they starting to look at in, in phase two? And, and uh, when I mean, when the GTA opens up, like, are they going to have events? Are they going to have weddings with 10 people or 100 yeah, so, people? So what we're seeing are vendors creating packages specifically for, you know, either at home elopements or. Yeah, some venues that have outdoor facilities are offering, you know, ceremony-only packages. Um, so any vendor can be creative with what what it is they can offer. Um, but I think as far as as far as uh, long-term recovery goes, I think the I think the focus is going to start shifting toward toward people planning their you know 2021 and 2022 events. Yes, definitely. I can say that from. Our perspective, uh, that's definitely what, like our 2021 calendar is just jammed because of right, uh, right. people want to get, you know, they want to make sure that they get a spot. Um, now, now what's your, what's your feel toward, and I know, I know we can't put a time frame on this, but, but do you think that we'll ever get to full-fledged face-to-face meetings, parties, weddings, that kind of thing? I mean, so the, the game changer is is the vaccine for sure. Um, as far as face-to-face meetings go, I think in the short term, uh, again, as people start to, as, as things start to open up, right? Like already, if you, if you look at how, you know, anecdotally we each feel, you know, going out in public now versus how we felt, you know, 60 days ago, uh, at least for myself, it's pretty, it's pretty different. I wouldn't say I'm complacent. Uh, you know, I, I wear a mask uh, when appropriate. If I'm going for a walk, I don't wear a mask. Uh, yeah. So, so if uh, that that 
that will continue to evolve as as people's confidence increases. Yeah, sure, and I I, I, I absolutely get what you're saying, and I and I certainly myself personally have you, you get more confident, confident and comfortable. That's right. Yeah. Now, I I do also. Uh, I do also think that the risk is there, though, that as people get more confident and comfortable, uh, it's like like these states that have opened up now. You know, I, right. I just really uh, worry about the possibility of of we jump back in too quickly and and uh, we have to shut it down again. Like that, yeah, that would no, be that that would be uh, disastrous. And, and so, in the context of events, uh, you know, I don't think we're ready yet. But as we make our way through the process. Eventually, you know, as people go back to work and, you know, you're sort of forced to have meetings, you know, you remain socially distanced, everyone, uh, everyone wears a mask. I think in the short term, this will be the reality. And, and of course, continuing what we're doing, whether it's Zoom meetings, phone meetings, that sort of thing. And uh, now, John, and so in all this, um, are you... Are you- Doing a lot of Zoom meetings? Are you on a lot of webinars? Or are you still just kind of pick up the phone and talk to talk to folks like you and I did a few? You know, back? The, the novelty of Zoom sort of wore off on me a, a while ago, um, and so yes, while while I did do that, uh, I would say the frequency by which I'm doing that now has has decreased because you know at the beginning there's so much uncertainty and there's no consensus, uh, whereas now I think people have accepted you know, what's going on. And, uh, as a result, you know, most of, most of the people I'm speaking to in general, it's typically, it's typically one-on-one in general. So usually yeah, by phone. Good. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't think anyone's so dressed I... appropriately for, for, uh, for zoom meetings these days. Yeah. I, so I understand and agree that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't, but, but uh, on the same time, the same time, um, I'm certainly not a tech person and, and having had to go through to like, Will has showed me how to, to, to install a camera for a webcam and just different things. I got a mic sitting in front of me now. Uh, right. you know, there's, there's different things that you learn from this that you were, I have anyway, that I wouldn't otherwise have, have learned. So I'll take that as a positive. Yeah. That, I mean, for sure. And, and I mean, I think you can, you can, extend that to events in general, right? Like, like the, the direction that events will go sort of short term and, and quite, quite possibly long as well are all of these things that we're learning now. Okay. Well, how can we adapt them into, you know, quote unquote, regular events and in fact, make them better? Uh, Cause uh, you know, there's, there's again, short term and long term, short term, it's going to be a lot of virtual long term. I believe things will you know, settle back into closer to a normal state where, where groups of people can gather and we may just use some of these solutions that we've adapted now for, uh, you know, for, for regular events in the future. Gotcha. And that's, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about, we talked about recovery um, and you just kind of, my, my last question was, how do you foresee us coming out on of this on the other side? Um, you kind of you kind of have answered that, but uh, what do you think we're looking at? Like twenty twenty two before we're kind of we, we're not thinking about this, or, or do you think we ever will not be thinking about this? I mean, I think I think until there's a vaccine, it's going to be lingering. Um, 
as far as as far as recovery goes, and so as far as long long term goes, uh, you know, of course, there's going to be a lot of uh, 2020 events that get bumped to 2021, and so this will be great when we hit 2021. But as an industry, I think uh, we need to start getting creative as far as okay, well. Uh, how can we bring a tr- how can we start attracting new clients into the market instead of just focusing on uh, the deferred 2020s? Uh, and so, to me, the simplest way to do this is, is basically through in- incentivizing. incentivizing. Um, so yeah. I don't I don't think it means hey we all have to knock our prices down, um, but I I equate uh, I equate our industry to you know we're all basically selling luxury automobiles right now, whether, whether we like it or not. Um, so if I'm, if I'm BMW and I need to move my 2020 stock to make room for 2021, and of course I need to do this without, you know, cheapening my brand, uh, I'm not going to put out a commercial offering, you know, 25% off. I'm, I'm going to do things like offer 0% financing or leather upgrades. And to me, it's the same thing as, uh, as for our industry as well. Okay, so the as the, the the car analogy, what does leather upgrades right uh, trans translate into on on your clients then? Right, right. So okay, so if you're a, a wedding vendor, for example, okay, I think it's important to start incentivizing off-peak days, right? So your Saturdays are prime. There's no there's no sense in incentivizing those. But for your Thursday, Friday, Sunday weddings, winter weddings, uh, you know, one one piece of silver lining here is that the demand for these days uh, will increase and hopefully that continues long term because I think that represents a lot of opportunity for the wedding side of the industry. And on the corporate side, I think incentivizing future dates is is a great way to generate cash flow now. Uh, the, the challenge, of course, is that the, the client or the consumer uh, basically needs to, their, their concern is, hey, what happens if there's a second outbreak? And so I think as an industry, we need to be uh, prepared for that and, you know, offer them whatever it is to, you know, give them that comfort level. So it can be a, you know, a deferral, a refund, a credit. It's, uh, you know, it really all depends on each vendor. Sure. Sure. Now, now when we, you know, post-vaccine, uh, when when we're having full face to face events, whenever that may be, do do you think we're better because of this as an industry? I mean, absolutely. With with any any incidents, whether it's you know personal lives or just life in general, you know any pain this drastic, you know if you're not learning from this, uh, you know it's going to take a lot, a lot to teach you. So. I mean, absolutely. As an industry, uh, I think you know we'll be taking be taking precautions, uh, you know, short, medium, long term, and yeah. uh, absolutely. I, I think the industry it's a massive industry. We we will adapt, and absolutely will will come out of this. the The speed at which we come out of this depends on you know factors that are obviously outside of our control. Um, but I think it's important that you know the factors we have within our control. We're working to uh, to maximize every day. 
Perfect. And, and John, that's, that's a positive note. That's uh, probably a good spot to end on. Uh, John, I always do enjoy talking to you. Uh, you always have a lot of information as to what's going on out there. So this, today was not any different. So I want to thank you for taking the time and, and getting on here with us. So thank you. Thank you very much, John Fruitman. Yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks for having me. While our doors are closed for the moment, we certainly still are working into the future. If you need anything, don't hesitate to shoot me an email at scott.north at tolive.com. That's S-C-O-T-T dot N-O-R-T-H at T-O-L-I-V-E dot com. Thank you very much for listening.